Show Off, Arts and Theatre Institute's podcast. Show Off. Show Show Off. Welcome to Show Off, a podcast by the Arts and Theatre Institute in Prague, bringing you stimulating conversations on contemporary social and environmental issues impacting the performing arts. Each episode summarizes an online discussion with dance and theatre artists, curators, cultural managers, and scholars from the Czech Republic and abroad. If you'd like to listen to the entire conversation, you can find full recordings on our YouTube channel, Perform Czech. A link is provided in our episode notes. My name is Martin Sedláček. I work as a psychotherapist and lecturer in the Department of Drama and Education at the Theatre Faculty of the Academy of Performing Arts in Prague. My students and clients include many professional artists and people involved with the arts. I went through pandemic right alongside of them. And the experience got me thinking about theater and healing, how theater can heal us, and possibly how it might need healing of its own. In June of this year, I invited four guests from Czech Republic, Hungary, Italy, and Poland to a mutual conversation about these topics. And in this episode, you will hear what we discussed together. I hope you enjoy it. And now, Healing Theater, read by Alyssa Dillard and Lukáš Turza. The title of this episode is Healing Theater, but what does that actually mean? Let's think about it in two ways. If we talk about healing theater itself, we can imagine what a healthy theater culture might look like in the future. If we talk about healing theater as a set of curative practices, we speak to theater's capacity to heal individuals and entire societies. This double meaning feels appropriate and true. Theater will need some healing to recover from the past 18 months, but it can also play a vital role in making us all feel better. But first, let's establish some context. From Catharsis to Revolution, Theater and Healing Through History The healing properties of theater are well established. Ancient Egyptians used theater, dance and music to treat the sick, and theater performances were used as treatments for mental illness in ancient Greece. From antiquity to the present, theater has been both art and therapy, beginning with the act of theater-going and the experience of catharsis. Catharsis, derived from Greek the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Catharsis. When a spectator identifies with a character in a play they're watching, they can experience a state of emotional release and a feeling of cleansing. Perhaps you've experienced this yourself at a particularly impactful performance. Far from the footlights, theater techniques can be applied in therapeutic settings. Role plays acted out as part of psychodrama lets clients view their behavior from the outside, while drama therapy allows them to rehearse different, healthier behaviors in a safe space before implementing them in their own lives. Creative theater making in a drama therapy setting cultivates useful skills like collaboration, communication, responsibility, and the ability to be seen. If theater can be healing for individuals, 
What can it do for societies? Brazilian practitioner Augusto Boal dissolved the border between spectators and actors with innovations like Forum Theater. Forum Theater. The spectators intervene directly in the dramatic action and act, a rehearsal of revolution. Augusto Boal, Theater of the Oppressed. Boal's work provides tools for talking about important social issues and has spread throughout the world. So impactful was his work that he was imprisoned in Brazil and eventually forced into exile. For spectator participants, the impact of forum theater performances extends beyond the theater, evoking a desire to practice in reality what has been rehearsed on stage. Now that we have some context, let's get into our guests' experiences of healing theater. Healing through theater. Three perspectives on theater for social change. For many theater makers, theater's ability to heal society is a big part of why they began making theater in the first place. Ilona Labutyova is a drama therapist affiliated with the Association of Drama Therapists of the Czech Republic, ADCR for short. ADCR's mission is to unite drama therapists and support their education and personal and professional growth to improve the quality of service for clients. They strive for the further development and promotion of drama therapy as a field with wide applications, unique potential, and opportunities to help. I started to think about this field I am now after tsunami when I went to Sri Lanka to work with uh, people with post-traumatic uh, syndrome. Suddenly they were put into the temporary shelters like in one huge camp. There was more than... Uh, Ilona experienced theater's transformative capacity in 2004, in the aftermath of a tsunami in Sri Lanka. Embedded in a camp of 400 families displaced by the disaster, she and her colleagues saw high levels of domestic violence. They made a performance that dealt with the topic and staged it for residents of the camp. It was a very strong experience. People saw what they were doing at home, on stage, and that allowed us to broach the subject. This experience led me to study drama therapy. Joining us from Italy, director and dramaturg Fabio Toledi is a member of Astragali Theatre and the International Theatre Institute's Theatre in Conflict Zones Network. Astragali was established in Lecce in 1981 to make theatre productions, offer training, create a place for confrontation and practices, and to develop projects and relationships. In 1985, it was recognized by the Italian Ministry of Culture, and since 2012, it has been home to the Italian branch of UNESCO's International Theatre Institute. One of the most important experiences of the Italian Center of the International Theatre Institute is the coordination of theatre in prison. We have uh, activities in more than... Fabio is involved with the Theatre in Prisons project, coordinating theatre activities in over 90 facilities. When the pandemic disrupted these programs, he was astonished by the negative impact this produced, arguing that... We should do more to examine the impact of theatre on society and the community and what happens to society when theatre disappears. Unlike Fabio, Zsuzsa Hayos, joining us from Round Table Theatre in Hungary, was able to keep her program running by adapting to the digital space. 
Roundtable Theater's mission is to create performances that promote social and moral issues and raise questions in an interactive way. It provides theater and education, or TIE, programs for age groups ranging from children to young adults. It also offers training and mentorship programs and allows trainees to gain insights to its professional work. In the first period of lockdown, we just uh, made films uh, from uh, theater pieces and we planned the interaction. We decided to use Zoom and uh, that's why we, we in the second period of the lockdown, we could programs to the classes. It worked, you know, but... Zhuzha's strategy involved making films based on Roundtable Theatre's plays and creating an online program that could run on Zoom. To motivate young people suffering from burnout and screen fatigue, she focused on grounding the work in questions too compelling to resist. Our main tool for motivation was good questions. When you find good questions, the kind that absorb you, you want to take part. A kind of celebration then to go to the theater. Theater groups like Roundtable also have a group therapy function. TIE places huge emphasis on creating a safe space where young people, especially teenagers, feel able to discuss issues and emotions they don't feel comfortable talking about at home. Zhuzhas, Fabio's, and Ilona's experiences speak to the power of theater to catalyze change and open space for self-reflection. On Zoom, in camp for displaced people, or in a prison, theater gives us a sense of perspective on our actions. For those involved, theater is a special way of being with others and connecting with themselves. It's no wonder, then, that the disruption to theater as usual has left theater makers with some healing of their own to do. Stress fractures towards a healthier industry. What stress fractures did the pandemic expose in individual theater makers and in theater culture as a whole? What sorts of healing might they need? If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely familiar with the huge impact the pandemic has had on artists. The period has been particularly difficult for women artists, as witnessed by therapist Anna Schapert, who joined us from Poland. Anna has supported many women artists during the pandemic and saw firsthand how their creativity was sidelined. The issue that I wanted to touch upon that has affected my work a lot, I would call it overlapping spaces. I think this is also a gendered thing. A huge group of She described the phenomenon of overlapping spaces, where the dedicated time and space women had previously devoted to their professional lives disappeared, as childcare duties, distance learning support and other domestic concerns took up more space. The majority of people I work with are women. Many of them were left at home, having to juggle their commitments, their workshops, online meetings and conferences with homeschooling, children and education. And I found that this tremendously altered the spaces that we were creating. If the pandemic often posed greater challenges to women artists, it also proved more difficult for freelancers, as Anna also witnessed. These disparities of income, of gender, are real frailties in our sector, and they need support and healing to address. It's also important that artists continue to see the meaning of their work, even during periods of intense disruption. 
My own pandemic practice as an educator and therapist showed me that lockdowns were especially difficult for artists who stopped making work and succumbed to feelings of hopelessness. Resilience can offer a counterbalance to such feelings. Resilience, derived from Latin, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. Resilience. Factors that encourage resilience include seeing change as an opportunity, the ability to take decisive action, knowledge of one's boundaries and limits, the willingness to reach out to others for support, close interpersonal relationships, personal goals, a sense of humor, patience, optimism and faith. Theater work develops many of these attributes. In times like these, each rehearsal, each moment of collaboration on a new project satisfies our need for contact and fosters the important feelings of continuity. If we can overcome the obstacles posed by the pandemic, if we persevere and find ways of meeting and working together, we can heal the theater and the theater will heal us in return. Show Off is produced by the Perform Czech team in collaboration with partners from the European projects Create to Connect, Create to Impact and Performing Arts Central Europe with support from the International Visegrad Fund. If you enjoyed this episode, join us in real time for an online discussion of key issues impacting the performing arts. You can find our schedule of upcoming online conversations at the Facebook profile Perform Czech. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. <laughs>